0: hi there welcome to the praying christian women podcast i am alana here with jamie and also with becky who you're going to get to meet so we are super excited and happy thanksgiving to everybody
1: happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving all
0: right so you probably recognize my voice you probably recognize jamie's voice you might recognize becky's voice because we have had you on the show before
1: Yes, yes, and as a part of the Praying Christian Women Conference, just all a blessing all the way around
0: to be connected to you, ladies. Yeah. So we invited Becky on not just for today. You're going to be seeing a little more of Becky because she has officially joined our Praying Christian Women Leadership Team. So our I know (laughs) our twosome has become a threesome, and we are what is it in Ecclesiastes? The cord of three strands. That's what we are, not Mm -hmm. quickly broken. So. Uh welcome officially to Becky. We've, I mean, we've welcomed you in a long time ago when we started having these chats, but not on the show. So welcome.
1: Thank you. It's so fun to have this conversation with you ladies. I know you are the podcast duo, but I just appreciate you letting me come in today for a little trio conversation. It's
0: so I know. fun. It's going to be fun. So Becky is going to be involved as our marketing directors. I think your official name, does yeah. that sound about right? That sounds and about so- right. Yeah, you're going to see some of her beautiful graphics. You're going to see some of her lovely emails if you're on our list. And yeah, we're just kind of trying to uh, take over the world with wonderful encouragement for Christian women who want to become better prayer warriors. So Mm -hmm. welcome. If you've been with our show for a bit, you might remember that Jamie and I have a Thanksgiving tradition of usually what we've done in the past is we have asked you for some of your testimonies and read them on the air today it's basically going to be the chance for the three of us to share some of our testimonies with you as a way to just yeah reflect on everything that God has done but before we jump into that how about our just for fun question we'll start with Jamie your favorite Thanksgiving tradition this could be from growing up or from today
2: oh man that is a good one uh this is going to sound really bad and I'm going to have a lot of judgy people out there, but dinner at the table. I, Uh our family as much as I would love to be the family where we sit down for dinner every day or even most days, like we, I'm going to be real. We do not sit down together for family dinner at the table all the time and really Mm -hmm. not regularly as I would like. Um, I have to be super intentional about it and, Sometimes I'm just not, and we get really busy. So that's my confession slash. I love Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. because I don't have to fight anybody. They love it. They love sitting down at the table and Thanksgiving because of hockey. A lot of times, like the unfortunate part is many years, we don't have extended family involved, but there's something really special about just our little family around the table. Um, when that does happen, just being Mm -hmm. around the table together and just being still, um, And so, yeah, I guess that's, I kind of feel bad about that being my thing, but that is just being at the table together, whether it's just us or with extended family or friends or however that looks.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And I feel like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of guilt that can be associated with that. But on the other hand, like, I think we can all picture the hypothetical family who was forced to eat every single meal at the table, no phones, no TV, but it's miserable. You know what I mean? So (laughs) there are, there are other parts to having a, a strong and close and connected family, but that is exciting. How about you, Becky, your favorite Thanksgiving tradition?
1: Well, this isn't really, it it is related to Thanksgiving. I would say I'll, my cop-out answer would be just the pumpkin pie, but I no longer Mm -hmm. bother to bake one. Really? Well, you know, I'm 10 minutes from Costco, and they sell them they for $5. Good pumpkin pies I yes. was going to
2: say, like, this sounds like a confession or like a, like, there's a story behind this. But it is that story. Costco
1: has, yeah, All they these have excellent pies. really good stuff. My they... daughter Noelle loves them. Like, I, this time of year, I'll buy one just so that she has one. It doesn't even have to be Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, so that that that's my answer. But honestly, what I just love this time of year is that five-day break from school right now Mm -hmm. so our tradition is just taking a breather and the friday after thanksgiving we always make it some sort of a family day you know whether again i know it's we've got to honor thanksgiving separate from christmas but we will put up our christmas tree we'll just start Mm -hmm. spending some time prepping for the christmas holiday we eat leftovers from the day before and just knowing that we can take a little bit of a breather. From the intense schedule of work and school and extracurriculars, it's just such a blessing. It's the it's the inauguration into the holiday season, and that's what I love, that. I love about it. Yeah.
0: Well, see, we don't get five days. We just get four. Is that how Anchorage is? We just get the Thursday and Friday off.
1: Correct. We got Wednesday also. So yeah, we, nice. our schools several years ago, I think, also added the Wednesday before, probably because a lot of families want to travel. You're traveling whatever. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we also get that Wednesday and that's a beautiful time because nobody has anything on the calendar on that Wednesday, unless you're yeah. cooking the meal. So if right. we're hosting on any given year, then we're cooking the meal. But otherwise we're, we're just bringing our, uh, you know, our dishes to pass and can uh-huh. just relax that day. So that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to the most.
0: Nice. That's lovely. Well, I have a tradition that we stopped doing as the kids got older, but for anybody with young kids who wants to steal our idea, it was real special. So starting on November 1st, we'd make one of those chains where, you know, you count down the days till Thanksgiving. But what we would do is every morning at breakfast, we would take down the chain for that day and Mm -hmm. rip it into enough pieces that we could all write something we were thankful for and stick it in a jar and then on Thanksgiving, like while we're sitting around the table, we would go and just pull them all out and, and read through it. So that was fun. We did actually something kind of similar when lockdown started for COVID. We had a huge whiteboard in the bedroom and every night we would just have like a, a five minute, Hey guys, it's time to fill out our whiteboard. And everybody was assigned to their own color marker And they had to write something good that happened that day or something they were thankful for. And the rule was it could never be a repeat. And so I think by the time it was full, it had been about two months of lockdown and we got a a snapshot of it. And it's just all the things, you know, most of them are pretty tiny, like, you know, we watched this movie today or, you know, something like that. But yeah, I, I'm a, such a huge fan of gratitude. I think it makes such an important play such an important role in our worship and in our lives. So I love that we get a holiday to focus on it. I love that it's a kind of other than the people who really go all out in the kitchen, it's more low stress than some holidays, mm-hmm. right? There's not a ton of baggage. Like um, I've got to, you know, you're not exchanging gifts. So you don't have to say, well, I'm going to get this for Jamie, but is this going to be too little or too big <laughs> or, you know, is Becky going to get me something and I'm going to be embarrassed? Cause I didn't get it? like, it's, it's very low pressure. From that standpoint, um, you know, I get that some people don't consider the cook prepping low pressure, but in all the other stuff, it, it can tend to be. So,
1: yeah, that's what I love about it. Mm. I will say having to spend seven hours cooking a meal that is devoured in 20 minutes is not fun. <laughs>
0: Does
2: <laughs> that say something about me? <laughs> hours
0: of cleanup afterwards.
2: Yes! Yeah.
0: <laughs> No, I get that. Well, before we dive into our testimony time, Jamie, you want to open us up in our verse of the day? I think
2: it's... Our verse of the day is Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name.
0: And I love that, you know, it's this idea of coming to God with thanksgiving. I, You know, I don't like to treat it as a formula or a rule, but I think just as a... Generality. I love starting off prayer time with gratitude. You know, it just it's it's such an important part of our our spiritual lives, and I feel like it can make such a huge difference just in our emotional well being too. You know, to be mm-hmm. focusing on what we're thankful for.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I, the pattern of the uh, the Lord's prayer, isn't it? Right. So, the Lord's prayer. If we're using that as an example. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how will be your name? Worship. Yeah. Gratitude. Exactly. giving the Lord his rightful place before we ask for all the things. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate that.
0: So I have one more just for fun question that I didn't throw into our outline, but it just popped into my head. So what is something that you're really, really thankful for at this moment? That's like totally silly and frivolous. Coffee. <laughs> that's
1: my go-to. I've How got frivolous
0: my- is coffee
2: though? Seriously. it's <laughs> not frivolous. No, I just, I, My kids, sometimes they're just like, they're like, do you have a caffeine problem? And I'm like, I don't drink, like, I don't drink that much caffeinated coffee, but I would drink coffee Mm -hmm. all day long if I had decaf, just if if the acid didn't, like, make me feel not Mm -hmm. great, just -hmm. because I just love the experience of coffee. Really, it's not a caffeine boost for me. It's the flavor. It's the experience. The
0: associations. It's got kind of a cozy kind yeah. of feel I get yeah. it so that's good.
2: and therefore my coffee maker because I do have a okay. espresso maker and yep. I love it and I love that I don't have to go out for espresso yeah
0: yeah how about you, Becky? What's something frivolous you're really thankful for? Well,
1: the trouble is I have so many frivolous gratitude <laughs> choices. <laughs> that just means you're an
2: extremely thankful person, oh, is, Becky. is that what it means? Yes, it means that you are thankful for all the
1: things. I am. You're right. You're right. All the, all the little things. That's so I thing. will say, um, honestly, right now I am thankful for Rolo Treats. We decided to make them early. My daughter, my 13-year-old, wanted Rolo treats. Do you all make Rolo treats? I don't even know holidays? what
2: they are. I know. You mean the candy oh Rolo goodness. made into That's the
1: Rolo. Treat? And then you put them on top of a pretzel. You put them in the oven at 200 until they melt just slightly. And then you put either a cashew or an M&M or something on top. You squish it down a little bit. And it's this little treat. It's this little candy, Christmas candy, good. holiday candy treat. You can make them all year round. But I'm thankful for them because... My daughter asked for them and wanted to make them. And she's not the baker. She's not the, you know, mm-hmm. the teenage girl who loves to be in the kitchen. So I'm just thankful for those little reasons that bring us together. E- even, you know, in mm-hmm. a surprising way. So yeah. chocolate, Rolo treats, girls, Rolo treats. That everybody sounds really, really good. <laughs> and pretty easy. <laughs> well, you know, by, by about December 15th, you cannot find a bag of Rolos in any grocery store around here, oh, really? anywhere because everybody's <laughs> making these. No.
0: Okay. Must I've be never a, even heard a
1: Wisconsin that. thing. A Wisconsin thing. It must be. It's not an Alaska <laughs> thing. You have to bring the Rolo treat tradition up to Alaska. We Let's could do it. it. That will that it. will be
0: our mission. <laughs> well, And now we've brought it to all of our international
1: listeners too. That's so. right.
2: All every, just about every country in the world is going to have someone representing Rolo treats. That's yep. right. It's so um, important.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of my frivolous, um, I've got two that quickly pop into mind. I've been enjoying some just Broadway soundtracks lately and there's yeah. fun, inspiring. Um, and then also both of you have seen it. My husband got me this big old hoodie sweatshirt with cute little elephants it's on so it. It's so cute. Um, yeah. And it keeps me quite warm and I look slightly less dumpy in it than I do just wearing my bathrobe. So <laughs> so there we go. Um, oh, I
1: love it. What track yeah. are you playing right now? What's your favorite? Your favorite oh, Broadway track right now. Okay.
0: Right now it's probably still Hades Town. I've been on that one mm. for quite a while. Um but yeah I've got quite a few that I just sort of cycle through and have really, really been, yeah, just really enjoying and feeling inspired by and
1: I do that too. Hamilton is always on our playlist. So.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> That's a good one. So watch out, Jamie. You guys are going to become even more a uh, Broadway takeover now. Well, <laughs> last year, my so
2: I think it was last Christmas, my brother um, got our family a karaoke machine. Oh yeah. And nice. we uh, they actually came out at Christmas to the beach house that our extended family rented and uh, met some of our families for the first time. And anyway. Um, so we were singing different songs, and he was like, your family really likes show tunes. I was like,
1: yes, we do.
0: Oh, no, we really do. That would be our, our spinoff podcast. What would it be like? Jesus and Broadway shows.
1: Or <laughs> Look out because we could do it.
0: We could do it. That would be pretty fun. But for right now, not talking about Broadway, let's uh, let's go into our time of just sharing testimonies with each other. Um, so how about I'm going to give you both two options and you can answer one or both um, your earliest memory of prayer or praying or an answered prayer that you're thankful for this year.
2: Mm-hmm. I want to do the first memory of praying because I was yeah. just thinking about this. I was talking to my one of my kids. I don't remember about it. And I can remember being like two different things. One was I had done something wrong and I like ran, I ran outside, like ran around to the side of our house where there was this little hill and we had a chimney that went from the bottom to the top. So there's just this little alcove in the wall where the person coming around the corner couldn't really see you if you kind of hid there. So I remember I did something wrong. And I remember hiding from God. Like I wasn't hiding from my parents. I was hiding from God. And I don't know what I did. And I don't remember. But I just remember (laughs) being really little and just kind of crouching there and closing my eyes. And then and all of a sudden it came to me. I was like, he knows, like he's, he can see he me. And <laughs> like, I don't remember actually talking to him, but I was just like, wait, God is here. So he knows. And it wasn't scary. It was more like, a, oh, okay. Just kind of a puzzling thing. But I also That's have adorable. This early memory of lying in bed at night. And, um, and I remember talking to God and just asking him about all these questions I had. And I was like, God, I just want to know and again I don't remember the specific questions but the idea was I remember saying god I just wish that I could like he- that I could ask you a question and hear your voice back directly mm-hmm. so you could answer all these questions I have about the world basically and mm-hmm. and god answered that prayer um with the internet so I actually invented the internet if you think oh, what? nice <laughs> by praying that god would Give me a place where I could just get answers to all my
1: questions that you prayed for the internet to the come the internet into, into being into
2: existence back when I was a child. <laughs> in so like, it's your 1979. fault. <laughs> yeah, no, but seriously, I just I remember as a little kid having just a really like just always talking to God, like as if he was, yeah. my you know, my imaginary friend, only he was real. <laughs> so, right, right, yeah,
1: yeah, mm. I love that. I wish that my story were as heartwarming, but I I did not come to saving knowledge of Jesus until I was in my 20s. And so growing up, I just remember thinking of God as a rule keeper. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, um, I would pray and I had this one rote prayer. I made it up, but I would pray that exact same prayer every night, almost superstitiously. Like if I didn't mm-hmm. pray this, then something bad was going to happen. And so it just... And, Looking back at those days, it makes me all the more grateful that I've come to know who the real God is Mm
2: -hmm. so
1: that I recognize that it's he wasn't going to strike me down because I forgot my prayers one night or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, part of me wants to rescue that little girl (laughs) and tell her that's not who Jesus actually is. But I also look back at that and say there was always something in my spirit that was drawn to God or wanted to connect with him mm-hmm. and so i can see from a very early age he was calling me yeah and so in a way i can look at that also as an encouragement that i always yeah. had this sense that god was there and i wanted to know him i wanted to somehow communicate with him and i didn't that's always really do it sweet. Right. but but i look back and i say he was pursuing me even then i know he was yeah
0: yeah oh i love that that's cool yeah. let's see my memories of prayer i remember so my dad was big into prayer. So he taught us very, very young. And I used to have a prayer that I would recite and like, really, I think it was probably like, God bless daddy, God bless grandpa, God, you know, like it was just a list of a few people, it was probably fewer than 10. But in my little kid brain, it was a lot to remember. And it was a lot to kind of go through. And so then I remember learning the verse that your heavenly father knows what you need before you ask him. And I had this kind of existential prayer question of like, well, if God already knows that I'm going to pray, why should I bother to pray? And so my bedtime prayer turned into verbatim, dear God, same thing I pray every night. Amen. (laughs) That's how I would do it. (laughs) That's a very efficient prayer. It it was, I don't know if it
2: was powerful, but it was efficient. (laughs) Well, I, I had a very similar experience just yesterday where I was sitting there (laughs) and I seriously, and I was just, I was just about to pray for something and it was, it's, it's a complicated thing. And I didn't really know how to put it into words. And I was just like, well, you know, right. Right. You know, like that was because I was praying, I was driving by myself and I was praying out loud and I was like, God, you know that that thing that you know
0: Mm -hmm. Uh yeah but it's you know it it
2: absolutely is
0: (laughs) it's you're taking your unspoken prayer request to god when it's just you and him it's like dear god God. i have an unspoken (laughs) request amen (laughs) it's just you and
2: him it's none of your business god
0: (laughs) (laughs) just kidding just kidding
1: kidding. thank goodness that's well what
0: about a recently answered prayer that you're thankful for
2: i have one and it has to do with this podcast. So it was, and it wasn't even a prayer. It was just the coolest thing. And I shared this with you guys, I think, but um, just, I don't know. I don't know how long ago it was. Not long. A few weeks ago, I was just not even pray. I was praying just for the podcast and, and just kind of for, um, I don't know, kind of trying to figure out like, God, what, what is your picture for the podcast? What do I mm-hmm. want? for it to yeah. look like in in the future and i had just been thinking and i don't know if i wrote down things or not to look back on but um i just remember having this sense of there being elements of what i wanted to see and what my heart's desire and my dreams for the podcast were that that you mm-hmm. and i alana were not equipped to or available for yeah we didn't have the time happen. to do all the things we didn't have yeah. the time we didn't have the resources and some mm-hmm. in some cases the skill sets I think right for, oh, yep. you know and and I just was and I remember just being like oh okay and I it never occurred to me to pray for someone else to do those mm-hmm. things I guess I just kind of mm-hmm. had this vague idea of I would love to see these things happen and in my right. head it was sometime in the far off future yeah. But when you approached me about Becky, Alana, you're like, "Well, I've been having these conversations with Becky <laughs> oh. I started like lining out the things that maybe Becky would be able to bring to the table yeah. and willing to do. And I just about started crying. I was so overcome mm-hmm. and overwhelmed mm-hmm. with the way that God answers, are direct prayers. And cause I yeah. love it. I love a specific prayer. I love it when I can write it down mm-hmm. in my journal and go back and write the date that God answered it and be like, oh, God gets the glory for that. But mm-hmm. it's also equally or even more so moving to me when I have a heart's desire that I can't even articulate. Yeah. I didn't even know to ask for that mm-hmm. God brings in yeah. such a specific and incredible way. That's even more than I would have known to wish for. So But Mm -hmm. like the new logo that Becky designed, like, I know, I mean, every time I see it, I'm like this, God, thank you. It's a gift from God. So Mm -hmm. thank you, Mm -hmm. Becky. And thank you, God, for just like, that's a huge, um, just answered prayer for the podcast that I see Becky just bringing uh, some wonderful energy and skills and gifts. So that's answered prayer. That
1: encourages me. Thank you so much. I love it to know that God, you know, to be used by God when you didn't know you were being used by God. I love Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, Well,
0: that's actually a really good segue. I'm going to take a pause from our testimony time to just share a little bit of what's going on behind the scenes. We're basically internally, we're looking at every episode from today on as praying Christian women 2.0. And so, um, not a ton is going to change, I don't think, in what you all hear. This is mostly just behind the scenes. It's us being becoming more deliberate about what we're doing. We do want to start offering more products, services, things like that. Um, so you will be hearing us chatting about those things. But yes, please go take a look at our new logo. It should be up wherever you are listening to this podcast now. The only other like PSA that I think is important Eventually, some of the links that we mention in older episodes might end up like obsolete for a time or indefinitely. So, um, links from episodes before today, just uh, keep in mind we are changing a few things on the website and stuff like that. Um, so that might be one of the only big changes that's going to affect people, um, listening. But we will make sure like links will be in show notes and things like that, too. But back to answered prayers. Uh, Becky, do you have anything that rises to the to the forefront of your mind?
1: Nothing rising to the forefront. In fact, what is discouraging to me right now is that I, you know, I'll keep a journal of answered prayers. It's not within my reach. And how funny is it? That I can't even—I mean, it's shameful—that I can't even call a single one to mind. Even, and I'm picturing the, you know, the moments I would stand in front of my girls and say, <laughs> "Girls, that was an answer to God's prayers." And, and and I just go about my life and I forget. Isn't that terrible? And I'm talking about small things, you know. We just mm-hmm. know that God gave us an answer. This is why it's important to keep that journal, mm-hmm. so that we're agree. always reminded of God has been faithful. He's been faithful in the big things and the little things. Yeah. So shamefully, the one uh, n- there's nothing immediately coming to mind, which makes me realize I've not been paying enough attention these last few weeks.
0: Yeah, to when well, something has
1: come up that would be top of mind,
0: and that's what I love about the season of Thanksgiving. You know, it yes. makes it, it, it makes it, it easier to have it in mind. Like my kids think I'm ridiculous, but like half the time before dinner, it's not really a tradition. But like, oh, so yeah, what was the best part of your day? And they started up and like, I don't know, it was the same kind of day we always had. And I'm not really asking them because I want them to always have a new answer. And I'm, this sounds bad as mom. I'm not even asking them because (laughs) I want to know about the details of their day. I mean, I do, but I'm asking them because I want to get, I want them to be in the habit of always having an answer for that, you know?
1: Yes, we do that around the dinner table. We do high, low, unexpected, funniest thing. Oh, I love that. So, give us the high point of your day. Tell us what was the low point of your day. Acknowledging your disappointments. Yeah, and then um, tell us something unexpected, and then the funniest things, just for fun. Oh, but but it does. It kind of trains, it. and all the grown-ups do it too, right? So, Dad and I Mm -hmm. both do it, and. And we have to really acknowledge, okay, there was there was a blessing in today. Even if the majority yep. of my day was the, you know, the low mundane. point. Yes. yes. There was still or or the nothing too interesting. There's always some mm-hmm. high to acknowledge. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Um, an answered prayer for us. We had one, so I even mentioned it once on the podcast. So this might be a repeat story, but I I didn't get into the dramatics of it. So We have a little golden doodle puppy. She's a little over a year old. She is adorable, uh, but she gets into stuff. And one day we realized that she ate our bag of avocados that was on the counter. And by bag of avocados, I mean like five avocados, all the skin, all the pits, and literally the bag itself, like the mesh bag. Oh, my gosh. So I ran to Google. So thank you, Jamie, for praying that into existence. You're <laughs> and welcome.
2: I, You're
0: welcome. My biggest thing was like, is avocado poisonous to dogs? And what I found was like, no, it's not poisonous per se, but the biggest danger to look out for is the pits could block her intestines. Mm. So we were keeping an eye on her. She was fine for the first couple of days. About day three or maybe day four, she started throwing up like everything, like every few minutes she was throwing up. and and we're like yep this is an intestinal blockage and people who listen to the show know we live like four hours from anything and so it wasn't like we could just call the ER vet and take her in and so Scott and I had to have the conversation of what will we do if this gets worse and uh, skip ahead 30 seconds if you are sad about dog sad stories. This story has a happy ending, but basically what we decided was we will let her be at like an eight pain level or higher for no more than two hours. And then mm-hmm. we are going to just put her down ourselves, uh, by which I mean, my husband's going to do it and I'm going to be nowhere <laughs> in the vicinity because I couldn't stomach that, but that was our, that was our decision. That we made, and then it was just gonna go and see. So I took her out on a couple walks on the leash because I'm like, maybe like if she moves around, maybe that's gonna help things. And I remember taking her outside and like putting my hands on her belly and just praying, like God, whatever is blocking here, you know. And we could feel that she was kind of swollen, and I was just praying for whatever was blocking to to pass. And I was praying that we wouldn't end up having to count down the minutes of if she was in an eight level of pain or not, you know, and get ready Mm -hmm. for for that eventuality. And then I forget where I had to go. I had to go do some errand or other. And Scott called me and he's like, well, you're not going to believe this, but Buttercup just pooped out a bag of avocado. (laughs) Like (laughs) she pooped out the mesh bag. (laughs) And after that, she was totally fine. So it's a, it's a, Yeah, that's the the more dramatic story than when I um, shared Mm -hmm. it before on the show. But, you know, it definitely was an answer to prayer. It wasn't something God had to answer. And it wasn't something that would have put the eternal salvation of dozens of human souls at stake, whether you know we had to put her down or not. But it was it was a gift to <clears throat> to our family that she ended up being fine. And turns mm-hmm. into like a funny story. I'm like, no, she ate a bag of avocados like by that she she ate the bag. <laughs> like <laughs> that dumb dumb dog. But we are very thankful that she's okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. My Rolo treats looked really tasty to our dog the other day. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. no chocolate for you. <laughs> well, you know what?
0: As as we were chatting a little bit ago, I realized that I don't even know this story, Becky. So our next question is we're sharing testimonies is the, the short version of how you became a Christian.
1: Yeah, well, the very short version is I grew up in a mostly unchurched home. Um, but I always had this sense of right versus wrong and I was, a, I was a good girl growing up, mm-hmm. and in, in a way that became an idol, my performance, mm-hmm. right? If I could just be mm-hmm. good enough. And so, I mean, I'll spare you some of the details, but we'll fast forward to um, meeting my husband, and he comes from not, uh, I don't mean to be disrespectful to any denominations, but I'll just tell you, he comes from a Lutheran background. I come from a disgruntled Catholic background. Mm-hmm. And so together, we knew that God was a it was something that we grew up at least having a vague understanding of, mm-hmm. um, Chad more so than me, and we wanted to find a church to go to together. When we, when we decided to get married, we wanted to mm-hmm. find a church because we wanted to grow, have our children eventually someday grow up mm-hmm. in a church, and we wanted to, quite honestly, meet nice people who could be friends or business connections. Uh-huh. Those were our very um, misguided motivations, Mm -hmm. but God Mm -hmm. uses misguided motivations. So we found, uh, we church shopped for a little bit um, Mm -hmm. and landed at an evangelical church. Actually, it's still the church we go to today. It's a Christian and Missionary Alliance church, technically a denomination, um, but Bible-based. And we were discipled by another couple there who welcomed us in In so many ways. And we reached a point at this group of eight people. It was called Dinner 8 at the time. You connect with people. You you meet once a month for dinner. And you rotate homes. And we were at this particular couple at their home. And they said, let's go around the table and talk about how we got saved. (laughs) (laughs) And Chad and I looked at each other and thinking, oh, we're so busted. And so we said, (laughs) I don't know that we are. Wow. And these wonderful people... All of a sudden, you know, I mean, I know now as a believer why this mattered, but all yeah. of a sudden the entire conversation zeroed in on us and we felt Aww. very awkward. Singled we out. Said, yeah. yeah. Singled out. And we said, well, we don't want to monopolize this conversation. You Aww. all came here to visit and, <laughs> and, um, Albert Selker, Albert and Debbie Selker, those are our, the wonderful, beautiful couple just a you know, just a decade ahead of us, you know, in mm-hmm. generation. Mm-hmm. And they said, this is what, this is what Christians do. We will sit here all night. We will sit here until midnight and talk to you about it if that's what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And then they started meeting with us um, just with Chad and me, independently, and were helping us to understand how to apply what we were learning in the church. And mm-hmm. then I can't even tell you exactly when it was that yeah. um, I, you know, I didn't mark on the calendar the day I just said, "Lord, I want I need you to take this over for me" because I'm really not running mm-hmm. my life myself very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had shortly after had another get together with. The, the Selkers. And okay. they said, have you surrendered to the Lord? And Chad and I both looked at each other. We hadn't spoken about it. Uh-huh. I, one of us looked at the other. We don't even remember who spoke first. <laughs> we said, well, I have. Have you? Oh, well, have, have you? So That's adorable. Both of I us really that. came to surrender to the Lord at the same time. Um, I, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm very, very grateful for that. Talk about one of the things I'm most grateful for in my life. It's that my I met my husband at a time when neither of us were walking with the Lord. We did not have a saving mm-hmm. personal relationship with the Lord, and the Lord found us and grew us to a relationship with Him within the first year of our marriage, and we've been equally yoked, aligned ever since, and how we're raising our kids and growing in our faith. And that is huge, because especially when I come across women in our women's ministry at our church who are saved and their husbands are not. And it's a very difficult situation. And so uh, that is my testimony of coming to know Jesus. And I came from an environment where I was the good girl. I did all the things right. Mm So mm-hmm. for me, a big obstacle in learning to surrender to the Lord was that it wasn't about my performance, right. and in that there was really nothing I could do to earn it, and I had to come to terms with the fact that I was a sinner. And now, the more, the longer I walk with the Lord, the uglier I know I am. You know, it's sort mm-hmm. of like the mm-hmm. longer I walk with Him, the you know, the the more I recognize how very faulty I am on my own. And I'm so grateful for him. So that's my story. And I did not, Chad and I got married when I was 27. And it was within the Mm -hmm. the first year of our marriage that we came to know the Lord. And I I cannot imagine. I grieve my earlier years thinking of what I could have done for Jesus if as a teenager is in my early twenties, if I had known the Lord, what I could have done with him, for him, through him, but his timing is perfect, so I can't do that, right? That was all Mm -hmm. part of the plan, Um, but I'm very grateful, at least Chad and I have been able to bring our children up in a home that is centered on Jesus. They're going to have their own Mm -hmm. story. They're going to have their own path. I get that now, especially as they're teenagers. I've always known that it was up to them, but we have Mm -hmm. at least been able to set that path for them, and I'm so grateful. I'm basically giving my kids what I've never got to have. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that's and, beautiful. You know, the The well, story think... is still to be not, to, you know, the story will continue as far as how, what they do mm-hmm. with that, what their own stories are. But for me as a parent, it's, I'm so grateful that Jesus has been by our side through the entire process.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that could be so encouraging to people listening who are praying for their adult kids, right? Yeah. Who maybe have walked away from the Lord or never knew him. Um, yeah. God meets us at different times in our yeah. lives and it's never too late.
1: Yeah. Never, never too late. Never too late. I'm still mm-hmm. praying for people I love dearly.
0: Yeah. And knowing
1: that it's never too late. Exactly. God can, God can um, he can reign victorious in their lives at any moment.
0: Amen. You well, know. I certainly don't want to top that. Do you want to try Jamie? <laughs> <How> you you <laughs> no. a Christian? It's not a very it's
1: not a fancy story, but yeah, I, don't, well, and I, and I don't and I don't have the rags to riches that. story, you know? <laughs> right, it's, right. it's not like I you know, I was a drug <clears throat> addict and there are some people who authentically that is their mm-hmm, story and that mm-hmm. and there's a wonderful story, you know, just transformation that God creates. But my yeah. transformation was just as miraculous. I was a I was a cynic. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I didn't believe yeah. that Jesus had any place in my life. I was performing just fine. Yeah. And to recognize that I had to lay all of that down. Mm-hmm. There, I I'm, I know it's real because I am not the person I was. I'm yeah. not the person I was. I'm so grateful.
0: And, and the
1: two of you, if you had a chance to grow up in the Lord, I, I'd love to hear what that's like. Well, I know for
0: me, it was, you know, my dad, like I said, taught us to pray very, very, very early age. But what happened was I had this notion, <clears throat> excuse me, my notion was that really loving God was something you did as an adult, right? It was, so I felt like I was an outsider looking in at all. Like my dad would have church meetings at our home and like was super involved in witnessing and church leadership and stuff. But what I kind of picked up on mistakenly was God's for adults. So by the time I become an adult, I'm going to love God as much as my dad does, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so it took a lot. It was, um, I won't go, into all the details, but we moved from California to Michigan when I was 12 and that was a really hard move and I felt super, super lonely and it was kind of through that and the youth group I started attending that I realized, okay, God loves me like as a 12 year old, I don't need to wait till I'm, you know, a mature adult to become like mature in my faith. And so that's when things started to become more personal for me. Mm-hmm. So that's the yeah, that's the short version of how it went.
1: Mm-hmm. Is how it about you, Jamie?
2: Uh so I I definitely grew up going to church and I I grew up knowing that God was there. And like I said, like I just I can't remember a time when I wasn't talking to God. Um, but and, and I would say, like, I don't know if you can pinpoint a moment. Some people have the moment in their Bible where they accepted Christ. I don't have that moment. And if I look and I think about my salvation, I don't, I believe I was saved at a very young age, but I did fall away in the way that I lived my life. So I don't know. I, I kind of um, started making choices that were definitely not in line with god's best for me i mean i started um you know i was in a relationship that that was not uh pleasing to god in a lot of ways um he was a nice guy but I, he we we were not equally yoked in terms of our our spiritual Goals. And at that time, maybe we were, honestly, because mm-hmm. my faith had kind of fallen by the wayside. And I was living kind of a double life. Like I was in youth mm-hmm. group, I was involved. I was in choir. Um, but and at church I put on a good face and a good show, but behind the scenes, I wasn't living that out. Um, so maybe we were equally yoked at that time, but um, but I knew that it wasn't what God wanted, and um, and I I just remember that um I came to a point of like my youth group leader gave me a book that I read and it was about, it was like the see you at the pole movement. Um, I think mm-hmm. it was like Josh McDowell's ministry. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly, but see you at the pole. And it was like a fiction novel for kids, teenagers about this group of high school students that, you know, totally met together, stoked each other's faith and um, I, that was foreign to me. I was like, I go to a church, I was in a youth group, but I did, I didn't see that kind of, um, like focus on Christ. It was more like Mm -hmm. a place to go and hang out. And yes, we learned about the Bible and it was good, but I, I wanted more. Like I wanted, I wanted God and I wasn't pursuing him at that point. So I just wrote a letter to the address on the back. Like there was no email. (laughs) There was no, you, you hadn't know, prayed it you know, it into existence <laughs> yet. I had not prayed email. Well, I prayed it. God was still not quite there delivering. Uh, we still had uh dial up. No, yeah. I,
1: don't <laughs> I remember I don't that, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I
2: so I just remember writing a letter to the it, I think it even said, like, if you want prayer, please write to us. Mm-hmm. So I wrote prayer, a prayer request, and I think this was maybe my senior year of high school and i wrote a letter to them asking and I, I wish i still had the letter i don't know where it went but i just remember i i discovered it years later um wrote the letter didn't think anything of it received a letter back from them and the the things that i had written were like basically something like number 1 i wanted god to provide me with people like fellowship community mm-hmm. like i read in that book like i want i want mm. i want to have people in my life that are pointing me to God and, and kind of mentoring me in my faith. Um, And then I also knew that as much as I cared about the person that I was dating, whom I ended up dating into college, um, I just pretty much assumed we'd get married. Like that was just Mm kind of what I thought would happen. And I still at the same time knew that that probably wasn't God's best, if mm-hmm. you know, because because it would not be an equally yoked thing if I grew in my faith. I don't think, and right. So, um, I just I prayed that God would help me if this was not the relationship I was supposed to be in. Would help me out of that relationship because I didn't want to leave. I I cared a mm-hmm. lot for this person,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: um and the third thing was that uh, I don't remember there was another one, but anyway, that was the gist mm-hmm. of it. So. I forgot about the letter. I forgot about the, I I forgot about the, they wrote back saying our, our like group prayed for you at our staff Uh meeting. And Mm -hmm. this is what we prayed. And they like reiterated in their own words, Mm -hmm. the three things that I had asked. So I put the letter away. And then several years later, when I was cleaning out my drawer, like my Mm -hmm. dresser, I found the letter and I just started weeping. I was like, God answered all of these. Yeah. Because when I moved into my dorm, my neighbor across the street was a like Jesus freak. Like she (laughs) would sit out in the middle Uh of the, of the dorm playing Christian music on her guitar. And Uh my roommate in my dorm was, um, involved with intervarsity Christian fellowship Mm -hmm. and she invited me to go. And so, you know, like all these things, I met my husband there, you know, at intervarsity. Mm. And so anyway, it's just, um yeah, that, that was kind of when I, I would say I rededicated my life to Christ. Um, mm-hmm. God did provide an opportunity for my boyfriend then and I to split, split mm-hmm. ways. Um, mm-hmm. and, and just kind of changed my life. And I remember the moment that I remember not committing my life to Christ. Cause I do believe that God was with me mm-hmm. the whole time was that hallmate that was playing music in the hallway. I remember going to her and she saw me living a double life. Cause even after I started Mm -hmm. going to intervarsity, I was still, I was going out to parties. I was staying over, Mm -hmm. um, at my boyfriend's and, you know, over the weekends and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just went to her and I was like, I know that, you know, that I'm not living the way I'm supposed to live. (laughs) Uh She's like, okay. I mean, why does that matter? And why does it matter that Mm -hmm. I know that? And, and, And I said, well, I want to do, I want to do better, you know? Mm. And she said, well, and I said, but I just don't know how. And she Mm -hmm. said, just tell God. And so she sat there with me and kind of opened in prayer. She's like, tell God what you're feeling. Like, just tell him. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. I've been embarrassed to like, kind of even go there because I just felt so shamed. And I just remember I had this picture in my head of like a brick wall being in front of me. And as I prayed, I just pictured that being the sin in my life and Mm -hmm. not even the sin in my life, the, the lack of communication that the sin created. And as I prayed and I just said, God, I don't know how to change. I don't know how to change the way I'm living, the things I'm doing, but I want to change and I want to only live for you. And that, that wall in my head like disappeared. Mm -hmm. And, and from that point on, God did a couple of like Pretty miraculous upheavals in my life yeah. that forced me
0: into a different kind of life. So that was, you cool. know, what that conversation reminds me of that you had with that girl in your dorm. What it reminds me of, little Jamie trying to hide from God <laughs> and then realizing, you know, yes! <laughs> that's a really good. I love that. That's a grateful circle moment there. It really is. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well. Yeah, I hope that people listening have a moment to think about, yeah, just some of the things that God has done in your life. Sometimes, you know, maybe you don't have a dramatic testimony. What I like to do then, and this is me and just my author brain, I like to think, well, what could I have turned out like if God hadn't saved me? Right. And so maybe, you know, so maybe you've got a dramatic story. Maybe you've got just a story and it's not super dramatic or maybe you're like, I don't even know that I have a story because I just grew up praying to God and now here I am. In that case, it can even be like what God protected you from, which is beautiful. And as a mom, I love praying for those. Like I love mm-hmm. God, you've protected my kids from so many things. Like I remember once I had this very vivid daydream of one of my kids as a toddler, Our church, um, Jamie, it was on Dowling and it was actually, it was a Missionary Alliance church, Becky. I had this dream. So it was Um, like, it, it butted up to this pretty busy road. And I had this super vivid daydream of my toddler wandering out after church, crossing the road. And like, I even saw the person, like I could tell you the name, first and last name of the person who like picked up my kid's body and carried him back to the church after he was struck by a car. And in my mind, I'm like God. That's that's something that you have protected my kids from, right? So, mm-hmm. like even even those kinds of prayers can be uh, a testimony. In and of themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, thank you both for sharing. I feel like that was, it was really special hearing a little more of both of your stories. Um, mm-hmm. Let's close. So, Jamie and I have thrown around this catchphrase. So, Becky, you're going to get to learn all of our uh, vocabulary <laughs> here on the podcast. I love A-lingo. it. <laughs> so, what is an audacious prayer? And I would love for people listening to think about this too an audacious prayer that you would love to seek out answer for you in the next year. And we call them this because sometimes we pray safe. We're like, well, my prayer request is that God would keep us safe and healthy. And that's mm-hmm. a great prayer to pray, but sometimes we end it there because it's like um it's like throwing God a like an easy, an easy pitch, you know. It's like <laughs> Here we go, here's what you could do, or like you're doing flashcards with your kid and they're getting a lot of them wrong. So you throw them a really easy one just to, you know, like sometimes we do that with God. So in this case, um, and and here's the thing, with your audacious prayers, I don't know that they're always meant to be shared publicly because I think that sometimes they are so big that it's almost like um, like a little itty-bitty seedling you've got to protect. You can't just like throw it out into full sunlight, <laughs> you know, but um, if either of you have one that you would want to share, I would love for you to share it. But otherwise, I would just love for everybody, um, the three of us and everybody listening to be thinking about an audacious prayer for the new year. And if nothing comes to mind, maybe your first prayer could be like, God, teach me how to pray bigger, right? What would What would be something that could be audacious that maybe I'm too scared to even think about praying for yet and ask God to bring those things to mind. Um, so with that said, do either of you have an audacious prayer that you do want to publicly chat about?
1: Is We're this... both looking at each other. Well, <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say it.
0: I have a seedling one that
2: I can't say, but I, okay. I absolutely have one in mind that I am mm-hmm. I, I've been thinking about. Um I have one for someone else. Is okay. that okay? That's okay. Um so he we have several family members in need of healing um from mm-hmm. cancer, and that's definitely mm-hmm. one. Um, and there is a boy that our oldest son played hockey with and that their his dad coached our youngest daughter um and he is desperately in need of a heart transplant he's already had one and it had complications and he's doing very poorly right now he's very very sick and he's just had um their family lost another son about a year ago to a fentanyl overdose um those are their oh. two kids and so this is it's just been devastating for them, um, obviously. I mean, that's just like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, but my audacious prayer for him is that uh, is that by this time next year, that he would be skiing again, that he would be yeah. active, that he would be living his best life and that he would be a walking testimony of God's miraculous work in his body. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so Amen.
0: Amen
1: name is God yeah amen How About that yeah so I have one I mean I have a lot of audacious prayers re- regarding um my business and our family goals and things like that but um but there's one that is really really personal to me and I know it's not a big deal for God but to me feels audacious mm-hmm. so and I'll be respectful by not naming names but there's someone right. I love I love very very dearly who, um, is, is very hostile toward God. Mm -hmm. My audacious prayer is that he would be saved. Amen. And I know God can do it. God can do it.
0: Absolutely. Well, that actually is a pretty good segue to our 30 days of prayer for the unsaved resource. Um, like we mentioned, our links are going to eventually, probably some of them will be changing, but you can, um, For right now, you could try going to prayingchristianwomen.com slash unsaved (laughs) and see if it's there. (laughs) And if not, uh, just be... Uh, another good go-to would be to just make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter list, and that way we can share with you some of the things. Um, we have some Thanksgiving goodies that we're going to be sharing with our list this week. And so um, a good place to go, just just head over to prayingchristianwomen.com, and you'll see a place to sign up for our emails. And, and that way, um, any of the resources that we have made or will be making, you'll be sure to know about them. Uh, so... Thank you all. And we will close now with our blessing and our benediction. May God's peace rest on you so that your heart will not be troubled and you will not be afraid. May the peace of Christ that transcends knowledge and understanding guard you, fill you, protect you, and surround you. May your spirit be steadfast, trusting in the Lord. And may the Lord of peace himself quiet your spirit, regardless of whatever struggles, trials, or storms are confronting you today.
2: And our benediction is from 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.